The AFC South edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, contests, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with the $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, we're also brought to you by our Parlay Play. The Parlay Play is a lead pipe locking in parlays uh, with player props all over the country. Go to parlayplay.io and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit uh, today. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everybody, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Oh, Dylan, they saved the best division uh-huh. for us. We talking AFC South. If you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Ryan McIntyre, a.k.a. Moneyline Mac. And uh, this is our first show together. Dylan, I know we work on the NFL Gambling Podcast uh, all together last year. This is the first time we are working together. So uh, please welcome aboard Dylan Rock. Rockford, AK Rock with uh, 2Ks24. His Twitter handle's on youtube.com slash NFL Gambling Podcast. What's up, my friend? What's going on, Ryan? Good to be with you. Good to finally be on a pod with you. I know we, we work together with the NFL page, but first time on the pod. But yeah, and they give us the AFC South. So amazing. I know I was just recording with Scott the other day. We go from the AFC East. Now we're going to the AFC South. But yeah, good to be with you. Uh, a lot to talk about. And this might just be a shit show. We might just be shitting on some teams today, but we'll give it a go. Indeed, we will. And, you know, it, it's crazy because you we'll, we'll dive in uh, in depth to some of these odds. But if, if we rewound one year ago today and I told you the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to be equivalent to the Kansas City Chiefs in a division odds favorite headed into the 2023 NFL season, you would drug test my ass right on the spot because <laughs> – I can't believe that we've got to this point. How about you? Yeah, no, I can't believe it. I mean, going from like 2021 where Titans won 12 games and now I mm-hmm. guess Jacksonville just overthrown them in the division. They got rid of Urban Meyer and then they got a competent adult in the room and then they took over and now they're the division leaders. And, you know, pretty chalky, pretty chalky for them to win the division. No doubt. And and just to rewind last year, 2022, before we dive into this year, 2023, Jacksonville gets hot. Uh, they finished nine and eight. They they actually, you could argue, probably should have lost that game in Week 18 against the Tennessee Titans. Had to come back from double digits, two scores down. Tennessee finishes seven and ten. They really stumbled down the stretch, losing their final seven games after starting seven and three. Indy also lost their last seven games. Uh, complete train wreck. Four twelve and one. New coach in, new quarterback in this year. And then Houston actually overachieved and went 313 and one uh, with Lovey Smith. And then he gets shown the door because he beat the Colts in the final game uh, to not get the first overall draft pick. Um, before we dive into 2023, and, and I also should say, Dylan, the Jaguars were able to win a playoff game too and push the Chiefs a little bit in the divisional round. A crazy comeback coming back from 30 points down. 
What were your thoughts on this division last year? Uh, I thought it was kind of up for grabs down the stretch. Like you mentioned, they were literally no one could win the game and get out of their own way. But you're right. Jacksonville coming back from the Chargers over 30 points to come back and win and then give Patrick Mahomes. He got hurt in that game, came back and, you know, gave him a run for their money. But yeah, overall, I thought you mentioned it. Uh, Texans, I think they overachieved. Colts, oh, they were a shit show as well. Titans, you know, they ran the, the Titans ran ran into their own way, and Jacksonville barely won the division. And I agree, they should have lost uh, their last game of the year to the Titans. But yeah, it was kind of uh, a domino effect of people getting in their own way in this division. And I guess just Jacksonville led the league in that, so they won nine and eight, and they wind up winning the division. Yeah, they did go nine and eight. And I I feel like their season really turned around after I think it was I don't know, I can't remember if they went to Germany or London. It was one of the two. It was a nine thirty game and they lost to Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, uh the famous uh high knees games in the aisle. So they actually hmm. lost that game, fell to three or uh, two and six, but then were able to run off seven out of nine coming down the stretch, including a- after the bye, they only lost one time to Detroit. Uh, able to beat quality teams like Dallas. Uh, they won at the Jets as well. I know you're a Jets fan. That was like the final Zach Wilson moment that I can remember. Yeah. Uh, they also they also were able to beat Baltimore during that stretch. And I think the headline in this division is can Trevor Lawrence now go from taking that eight-game sample size in his first year under Doug Peterson to taking it to a whole other level in year number two. Anything specific uh, storylines headed into this year in terms of uh, potential breakout guys before we head into uh, the odds for 2023? Ooh, interesting. Um, I guess I'm, my eyes are going to definitely be on the quarterback situation in Tennessee. I mean, yeah, they they got a fir- they got their first six games are very tough and. I would not be surprised if they start one and four, maybe two and four going into their bye. And then here comes Will Levis, because I think if Vrabel has a down year, I don't think he should. But I think if they do have a down year, I think, you know, he could be on the hot seat right now. So they drafted him. He's definitely their future moving forward. But. I don't know. I do like I, – I wouldn't say I like Ryan Tannehill. I just think he knows the system a little better, and I think he is the right choice to start the season. But they drafted Will Levis at 33 for a reason. He is their future. Got a fully guaranteed contract. So I think one storyline in this division I'm looking for is the QB um, situation in Tennessee. Yeah, and, and to piggyback right off that, I mean, you got the two other young quarterback in Richardson in Indianapolis and then uh, Stroud in Houston. So potentially – yeah. Maybe we have three rookie quarterbacks if, yeah. if Jacksonville just completely runs away with this. But uh, before we dive into 2023, I got to talk about the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon because you need to do your part and sign up for the Patreon to get ex- access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides uh, season-long contests, they also have weekly contests for our Patreons. Plus a monthly SGPN story podcast, completely ad-free and full behind-the-scenes stories from SGPN from all these years. Hell, there's even a Discord channel just for you patrons out there. All This is your part. Do your part to d- prevent corporate gambling from winning. Do your part and sign up today at the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That is the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. 
All right, Dylan, uh, we're back on the NFL Gambling Podcast, talking AFC South. First thing uh, before we go into this, uh, when typing up these odds, I was like, <laughs> man, three at the three worst teams in the AFC odds-wise are all in the same division. And, of course, we're, we're diving into them. So we'll lead it off with uh, Moonoffs, Houston Texans, uh, over-under set at five and a half, depending on what book you got, 10 to one to win the South, 100 to one to win the <laughs> AFC. 201 to win the Lombardi uh, early lean before we dive into the schedule uh, game by game. Yeah. Early lean for me. Uh, like, like, well, I'll start with, I'm, there's a lot of excitement with this team. Uh, you know, Munoff came on the pod, you know, the, a lot of young guys you got a new head coach to D'Amico Ryan, new QB, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to lay a foundation down there, especially on defense, you know, trading back, it, trading back up, I mean, to get Will Anderson, you know, I, I think they're going to be a little more set on the defensive side of the ball. I think on offense, they're going to be some growing pains with this team. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I like them. I think there's a lot of upside to them, but I, I don't know why I'm looking at the book that I use. It says six and a half right now for them to win four more games than they did last season. I, I mean, I just don't see it, Ryan. Yeah, I, I, I saw six and a half, and it, it, is the book you're looking at, is that plus 130 or plus 135 to it's go plus over one, six and a half? I, I, yeah, plus 116 to the over, minus 142 to the under. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, take your pick whether you want to go five and a half and pay, pay the juice, or if you want to play, if you really like these Texans and think that they're going to make a run, I mean – Maybe they could get the seven wins, but I'm kind of on an early lean with you. But, I mean, that's why we dive into the schedule because there's been teams mm -hmm. where I'm like, oh, they're going to suck. And then you dive into the schedule, situational spots. And you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe maybe they're not so bad after all. You mentioned it. D'Amico Ryans comes over from San Francisco, defensive coordinator for all those good teams. Um, I think he's going to bring a level of excitement. I think they're different from some of these bad teams where – I agree with you that there's some hope here in the future. Hopefully, CJ Strouser is the guy going forward. They trade for Will and or uh, yeah, Will Anderson from Alabama trade back up. Damian Pierce was a pleasant surprise last year. He had a monster yeah. year. Um, but let's dive into the schedule. We'll talk mm -hmm. the first quarter of the season. They're heavy dog in Baltimore, week number one. I think they're a nine and a half point dog. Then they go Indy for the home opener. They should have won that game last year in week one. Then they go to Jacksonville, and then they got Pittsburgh. What would you say record-wise in that first quarter for these Houston Texans? Oh, one and three. I yeah, yeah. one and three. I, I can't see them going into the bank and beating Baltimore. Uh, Hugh, uh, Indiana at home, they should win this game. Like you said, they should have won last year. Uh, going to Jacksonville, Duval County is a tough place to play. I don't think that's a good spot for them. And then at home against Pittsburgh, who I think – I know you guys just did the AFC North. I'm very high on Pittsburgh. I think they're going to be a really good team this year. So I, I don't see them winning that either. I, and then people say they can beat Atlanta in week five. I don't see it going on the road. I think they could yeah. be one and six going into the bye. Yeah, I think I, I think I side with you here. Um, I think best case, I'm, oh, you mean uh, one and five going to the bye. Six one and two and five, right yeah. Before, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Dylan. Maybe best case scenario going to buy two and four. I can't see three and three. Yeah. They're not going to go to ball. I mean, we know the stats on Harbaugh in week one, too. They, yeah. They've been really, really good in week one. They won in Jacksonville last year, but, I mean, what are the odds that they're going to win back-to-back years at mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, at Doug Peterson? They're, they're going to take another step. I like Pittsburgh as well. Go check out our AFC North uh, division preview last night. Atlanta's a hard place to play as well. Um, so I – do I give him two headed into the bye? And then Maybe Alvin Kamara is going to be back. Yeah. I'll give them two headed into the bye. I'll be generous. So you got him okay. one and five. I got him two and four. But I agree. It's either two and four, one and five. Maybe even yeah. 0 and six. So uh, <laughs> trying to be generous here. On yeah, the, I know. On the I know. Like, but I, I'm not trying to shit on all these teams because there's going to be plenty to go around. Uh, next four coming out of the bye at Carolina, Tampa Bay. So they got the NFC South back to back. Shit. They play four straight against the NFC South at Atlanta, New Orleans, at Carolina, Tampa. uh, And then their next two games are at Cincinnati and Arizona. So what do you got them in their next four in that two NFC South game and then Cincinnati and Arizona? I think Carolina is a toss-up. I think it's a 50-50 game. Um, I think they can go in there and win. I know it's on the road, but I'll give it to them. I'll give them Carolina. They're only favored in the whole season. They're only favored in three games. Uh, Tampa Bay, Arizona, and the Indianapolis game at home in week two. I think they could beat Tampa because either Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield is... Yeah, it's not, not a rest. Not intimidating. <laughs> uh, at Cincinnati, uh, I think they lose that, and then this game's going to be circled. Arizona, you know, like they, like we said, they traded up a lot of pro- a draft capital to Arizona to trade up and get Will Anderson. So I think they're going to want to win that game at home. So the next four games, I think they go three and one. Okay. Yeah. No, I. So I had him. I had him on the generous side before the buy two and four. You had him one and five to, and then you got him three and one. So that what gets them to four and six with ten to go. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna split it here, and we'll both be at four and six with these guys coming down the stretch. So actually, the over might be in play now that we're coming down the stretch four and yeah. six. Uh, that's why I like doing the schedule game, just because you never know. You may be higher on a team than you realize when you start breaking it down from a schedule standpoint. Uh, next four up on the schedule. Actually, I'll go next. Yeah, next four. We'll go Jacksonville at home, Denver at home. Then they got a back-to-back road spot in the middle of December Ugh. at the New York Football Jets with Aaron Rodgers, and then at the Tennessee Titans. Can I get one here? <sighs> I mean, maybe Denver. Maybe, uh... I, I want to just because of the comments. I want them to beat Denver, but I don't know. I think they will be better with Sean Payton. I don't think they – I think uh, Jacksonville sweeps them. Maybe they could beat Denver. I don't think – like you said, back-to-back road games in December and in cold environments here in the Northeast is going to be cold, and Tennessee is a cold place as well. Maybe they could get Tennessee. I'd rather – I think they have a better shot at, at Tennessee than they do at Denver, so I'll give them one. I'll give them one and three in the next five. So I got them at five and eight or five and nine. Five and nine going five down the nine. stretch. Yeah, I think I think they'll get one out of here. Either the Tennessee, maybe they get Jacksonville at home because they, for some reason, they always give Jacksonville fit. So mm-hmm. maybe they squeak out one. So we both got them five and nine. And oh, here we go. Deshaun Watson coming back in for the holiday season on Christmas Eve. The <laughs> NFL never disappoints. How about nope. that? Uh, 
Yeah, so they got Cleveland and Tennessee at home and then at Indy. So it actually finishes relatively favorable in the last three games or, yeah, last three games of the season. Yeah, they got to finish two and three in their last uh, their last three to go over this total. This is the other game. I, I said they got they're going to have two games circled on the schedule: the Arizona in Week Eleven, and then Week Sixteen at home when Deshaun Watson makes his return. I mean, they should get up for this game, but I just don't think they have the talent to compete with the Browns. So I will go with a loss there. So that's five and ten at home against Tennessee. Hmm. I don't think they beat them, especially if Tannehill is there. So five and eleven, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll give them on the road against Indianapolis, but that still doesn't get it over. So I still got six and eleven. Six and eleven, yeah. So that, this number is actually perfectly placed. Uh, I got him pulling the Christmas miracle. I got him beating Deshaun Watson, wow. pulling the upset because they they should they actually played last year and they should have beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the Cleveland defense was able to return two interceptions for touchdowns. I think they get up, get this win, and then I got them splitting the last. I got them seven and ten, so it's actually a successful season, all things considered, for Houston to be seven and ten. Uh, so I guess actually I lean over on the Houston Texans, which I did not think I was going to be, but hey, that's why we play the schedule game. Uh, any player props that you're looking at for these Houston Texans? Maybe C.J. Stroud or somebody? Yep. Yeah, C.J. Stroud, my Ohio State guy. Uh, I like his passing yards, 3,075 and a half. I like that to go over. Davis Mills last season threw for 3,118. And I think we could both agree C.J. Stroud is an upgrade from Davis Mills. No disrespect. Yes, I like Davis Mills, but C.J. Stroud is just on a different level. One of his abilities coming out of college was his accuracy in the pocket, the way he broke down coverages and red defenses. So there are going to be plenty of games where they will be down trying to play from behind. So I think we'll get a bunch of uh, garbage time uh, passing yards. So over 3,075 at minus 118. I like that. I also lean Damian Pierce over 850 and a half rushing yards. I think that's extremely low for a guy who played 13 games and he almost rushed for a thousand yards. I got to go over Damian Pierce as well. I'm going to side with you on, on Stroud. I, I, I like the angle that potentially, especially early on that they're playing from behind. So he racks up those passing yards. Yes, I agree. He's got a better arm and he's more talented than Davis Mills. I actually really like Davis Mills as a backup quarterback. I I kind of really like this quarterback room. Stroud can be the guy going forward. Mm -hmm. I like that. Uh, You said 3,075 yards. Yeah. Yep. I'm seeing that too. Uh, Yes. I'll lean, I'll lean to the over on that for Stroud for my player prop. Um, I think I think I think he's got a chance to be the guy there. I, I really do. Yeah, I, I do too. I, he he showed me a lot against Georgia in that final game at Ohio State. A hundred percent. He could have won the game. I thought. And you mentioned the quarterback room. I think Davis Mills is a good. I guess teacher to kind of show CJ Stroud the ropes a little bit because down the yep. stretch, I don't know if it was 2020 or 2021, the past few games towards the end of the season, Davis Mills was pretty good, I thought. And I don't I just don't know what happened. Maybe it was a lack of confidence, but I agree. I, I do like the quarterback room, and he only needs to average 180 yards per game. And and I think he'll do it. I mean there's a lot to go on in this wide receiver room. I That's where I think they have to, you know, they're, they're waiting for Nico Collins to be that number one. J- 
uh, John Mechie, I mean, the guy, and when he was at Alabama, he was a stud. So if he could come and stay healthy, I think he adds another layer to that defense and, or offense, excuse me. And they got rid of uh, Brandon Cooks. You know, they heard rumors about that last year, but they bring in uh, Robert Woods, another veteran. Yeah. So, I, and Dalton Schultz, they did bring in as well, which I'm not really high on Dalton Schultz, but I do think they have some pieces. There's a lot of upside to this team. I really like the Robert Woods move. He's a vet. He's been around the league, been on really good teams with the Rams, Titans, uh, good mentor to Nico Collins, who's headed into his third year. So, yeah, no, I like this wide receiver room, and that that gives Stroud a, a two legitimate wide receivers on the outside. Um, and you mentioned it, Schultz in the middle of the field. It'll be interesting to see him finally not as a Dallas Cowboy. He goes over yeah. to the other uh, – the other team in Texas. I think the main thing, if you're worried about Houston, is the offensive line once again. If that offensive line can yeah. hold up and keep the young quarterback, I mean, hell, that I feel like that's the narrative every year with these young quarterbacks. Can they protect? There's a reason why they were picking one or two in the draft. Their offensive line probably sucks. So, yeah, I'm uh, so I'm, I'm with you on Stroud. Uh, before we uh, dive into the next team in the AFC South, we got to talk about the parlay play because we're brought to you by it. And the parlay play is a great way to get down on your favorite parlay player props. Football season is right around the corner, and parlay play will have all your favorite player props. Parlay play is available in tons of states, even California and Texas, for you Houston Texans fans out there. Plus, our good friends have a North parlay play available in the provinces in the great country of Canada. Oh, Canada. And when you sign up with our code, you'll get a sweet bonus to get started. A parlay play I like. Um, well, well, I'll tease it. I, I like some Jacksonville Jaguars, so stay tuned. I'll give out some Jaguar parlays, uh, maybe parlay with Trevor Lawrence. And he- head over to parlayplay.io and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's the parlayplay.io promo code SGP. And we are back on the NFL Gambling Podcast, Dylan and myself, and we're talking oh, this next franchise, Indianapolis Colts. Dan Snyder's out of the league, so Jim Irsay now is the biggest clown <laughs> owner in the NFL. Uh, yeah, so let's talk, let's recap the Colts because what a dumpster fire this was last year. Real Finish quick. what. Go Real ahead. quick, Ryan. I want I wanted to get your thoughts. What, what's going on with Jim Mersey and my my boy Jonathan Taylor? Are they going to get a deal done before Week One, or do you expect them to uh, hold out? Because like we've seen history, like Le'Veon Bell holding out, he didn't really get what he wanted. I so that was on that was on part of my recap. Where oh, okay, my bad. I'm like I don't know how to talk. I no no no. I I don't know how to. I don't understand the situation where it, I think that Ursay's fine with, with, with not paying him. I mean, yeah, he's not going to give him a new deal. He's like, all right, just, just, just don't play you running backs are uh, very dispensable. So, I mean, it's, I, I don't know, man, I, I don't really have a good feel for the situation. It's kind of weird. How about you? I mean, a lot of people got mad at what Jim Ursay said, but it's he's factual. Not he's not wrong yeah. at all. Like, I, I mean, I, I might not agree with it, but he's not wrong. They are dispensable. But I I agree he should be making a little more money, but he's not worth Christian McCaffrey money. And he's no. not going to see that. And Jim Irsay will not pay that. 
Um, they went out and they signed a couple veteran running backs for one years. I don't really know. I just really hope it w- they would have solved it because it would have relieved a lot of pressure off of Anthony Richardson. You know, coming into this offense, you know, new head coach. Uh, they got the offensive coordinator from Philadelphia as their new head coach. So I, I think in a first year, you need a solidify running back. And I think that would have taken a lot of pressure off Anthony Richardson. I don't know if they get a deal done, to be honest. I don't know if he ever plays for the Colts again. I, I think I lean to that. It sounds like he's fine with not playing, and Ursay yeah. seems to be fine moving on from him. So I don't know, man. This is a weird situation. I usually have a, a prediction on on stuff, but not this one. Um, and I have a typo in this, too, because their over-under is not 9.5. Their over-under is 6.5. <laughs> so, yeah, that is a typo. That switch. There you go. For those watching on YouTube.com, there's no way that this, this team Imagine. is uh, – Nine and a half. Maybe when Peyton Manning was there, but not the, not here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you stole right from me with, with with Jonathan Taylor. That's the headline coming into this year. They go what four twelve and one, and they were a complete dumpster fire. Fire uh, Frank Reich last year, and they go to Jeff Saturday. Sam Ellinger plays quarterback. Nick Foles plays quarterback. What are your thoughts on these Colts outside of Jonathan Taylor? I mean, Richardson fourth overall pick. I, I don't know. I think you and I are both in agreement that we're down on this team because they have drama off the field and they're not very talented. Yeah, not very talented. There's a lot of holes in this team. Uh, I mean, and then who who's their running back now? You got Zach Moss, and I don't think – I don't want to speak for you, but I'm not high on him uh, either. Michael Pittman Jr. is okay. Alex Pierce is okay. Defense, they got rid of their best corner in Stephon Gilmore. They, they drafted a corner from K- Kansas State in the second round, Julius Burtz. But other than that, I mean, they didn't really trade anyone. They didn't get anyone. Uh, they got a new cent- They got a new um, edge rush, excuse me. But other than that, I mean, th- this team is not looking good. They do have the easiest schedule out of the four teams in the AFC South. But when, you, when you're favored in only two games had a, had a 17, I mean, the, the recipe is <laughs> not, not, not at all. So I think I like Anthony Richardson, but I guess the question mark for him and a lot of the questions coming into this season is his game time. He only played 12 games at Florida, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and everybody fell in love with him. With uh, it was the Utah game, the week one, and yeah. then kind of he was up and down. I mean, you could see the raw talent. The ball flies off his arm, and obviously he's electric, kind of like Justin Fields when he gets in space. But are they kind of like Stroud? Are they able to protect here? Let's dive into the schedule. Oh man! So they start with Jacksonville, then back to back road spots at Houston, at Baltimore, and then they play the Rams. Actually, a decent start. Kind of. Kind of, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. One and three? I uh, got them losing week one, I think. Uh, see, now I feel like I might contradict myself with the with going back and forth with uh, the yeah. Houston and Colts. <laughs> but the problem um, with picking uh, them in the same episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, a lot of people are down on the Rams this season, which yeah. I, I don't really necessarily – think i think their win totals at five and a half and i think they could win six games but I'll, I'll give them one and three in their first four i'll give them one and three i think they could beat either houston or the the rams 
think I go 0 4. Um, and I and I failed to mention new head coach that's Shane Steichen. I never can pronounce his name. Uh, offensive Steichen. coordinator for the Steichen, yeah, from the yeah. Eagles. Uh, coach of the QB sneak. Sirianni started slow. I think they're going to start slow here. I think the the shelves are a little bit bare here. I'm with you on the Rams. I I, I think the Rams. You want to play them late rather than early because they have all uh-huh. those depth issues. I think. Stafford, Cup, and Donald are all healthy here, and it's a mismatch. So I got zero and four because um, I I picked Houston, so I can't I can't I can't pick them both to win the game. So yeah, I'll stay yeah. with Houston. <laughs> so um, all right, let's move along because in the second quad, you got them one and three. I got them zero and four. You got Tennessee at Jacksonville, Cleveland, and New Orleans. So three out of four at home. Mm. Yeah, God, tough. They're just, they're just like you said; they're only favored in two games, so it's hard to find some wins, man. Uh, for me, I gotta. They're gonna lose to Tennessee on the road in Jacksonville is a very tough place to play. Then you're at home. I, I, I'm high on Cleveland. I, I, I gotta go zero and four. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I gotta go zero and four. Sorry. <laughs> so, so I had them zero and four, and you had them one and three. I'll flip it. I'll go one and three here. So we both got them at one and seven. I can guarantee which one they're not gonna win. They're not going to win in Jacksonville because they couldn't win in Jacksonville when they had actual good teams against all those shitty Jacksonville teams. Now the roles are reversed. They're going to get fucking whacked in Jacksonville. So that that might be a game we alt-line where Jacksonville just puts a – I just – I mean, Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan are still throwing interceptions down there. Um, (laughs) Did you see that picture of Carson Wentz with the three uh, teams? He looked like an orphan child with just taking clothes out of just every team. It was bad. Yeah, keep him away from the Redskins. I don't need to see Carson Wentz play for my By the way, I'm glad you said that. On my pod, we we were like, what should we do with the name? Is it Commanders? Because, you know, they have these issues. But my buddy and me, we're like, we grew up with the Redskins. I went to college down in the DMV, and everyone calls them the Redskins. We're calling them the Redskins this year. I don't care. Oh, hell yeah. No, I called them the Skins last year. Actually, I didn't even say Redskins. I just said Skins last year. But now, I mean, it's it's on the betting board, so it's free game. But, I mean, it was ridiculous <laughs> that it got switched. I don't want to go down that alley. I, you and I probably could. It, we'll start going off, and, and people will tune us out right away if uh, they agree that the name should have been changed. But they, one thing I will not call them is the fucking Commanders because that, oh like Colby God. says – Talk about the worst name in sports. I mean, that's my the God. worst. They were better when they were just the Washington football, football team. team. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yep. yeah, no, uh, yeah, no. The Redskins are not in this. Uh, actually, I kind of wish they were in this AFC. Yeah, they same. might actually be able to. Yeah, <laughs> no, they, uh, yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, let's get back to the AFC South. Uh, where are we at? So we both got them one and seven through Halloween. Not very good at Carolina. Then they go – oh, yeah. Then they go to uh, New England. Is that a Germany game or a London game? I think I it's uh, it's international. I don't know if it's either Germany yeah. or London, but it is one of them, yeah. Yeah, and, and no, I, I got to imagine New England really travels just with all the years of Tom Brady uh, and that brand with New England, even though he doesn't play for them. Come off the bye, they got Tampa Bay and at Tennessee. All right, it gets a little softer here, Dylan. Yeah, uh, I think they have a chance at Carolina. I'll give them. I'll give them Carolina on the road. 
Um, then I think they lose to the Patriots. I, I think Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. We all know how that goes. Yeah. Um, then they come. They then they're under by week eleven. Then they're home against Tampa. I think they could win that. And then they're on the road in Tennessee. So I'll give them two and two here. I like that two and two for me too. So that's three and nine for both of us headed into the last five games. Over under six and a half. So they gotta they gotta go on a little run here at Cincinnati. That ain't a good start. Pittsburgh. No. At Atlanta, Vegas and Houston, both at home to end. So last two were favorable, but tough, tough first three right there in the last five. Yeah, I don't think they win in Cincinnati. Like I said, I'm high on Pittsburgh. I don't think they win there on the road in the Dome in Atlanta. Especially I think that's in December. A tough, yeah, yeah, that's a tough game as well. Um, Tyler Haneke's a baller. He's a winner. I mean, I remember. I don't yeah. want to keep bringing up the Redskins, but man, that <laughs> game against Tampa Bay in the playoffs. I mean, he gave him a run yeah. for his money. So. He's a winner. Uh, I think that's a tough game on the road. I think they could beat um, Las Vegas just because I think they're going to be sellers at the deadline. So I think they could win at home there. And then I'll give I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and I think they'll beat them. So two and three in their last five. So you got them five and twelve. I think yeah. I got them one and three or one and four. So I got mm-hmm. them four and thirteen. You got them five and twelve. But either way, that's that's well under. I mean, so this. Let me ask you this. Should we look into some props for uh, them to get the number one pick next year? Could this thing go really, really bad? Could we paint a picture where this thing goes really, really bad? Yeah, I, because I think we're generous and we're giving them some games when I don't yeah. think they're a given that they're going to win. Like Carolina, I, I don't think that's a shoe in Even Houston, I think if Houston catches strides, I think they have a better – coach than uh the indianapolis colts and i think cj shout is better than anthony richardson so yeah things could go south i think what are the odds for them to get the number one seed or the number one pick uh yeah i was gonna say oh boy i'd like to see those odds of them to get the number one seed um i'm pulling it up but i let me ask you this too if they yeah. were to get no, the number one or two pick i don't think they're as bad as arizona um, no i don't las what, vegas what what, yeah, Vegas. Would they go quarterback again if they're in the top two? I don't Caleb think. Strike I, I, I mean, he's gonna go one, one or two. Those two quarterbacks are the best in college football. I think he would have went one this year, to be honest. Uh, Caleb, Caleb Williams, but. Uh, I don't, I mean, it, you never know what Jim Mercer, he's crazy. You, you really never he's know what you nuts. I know. You never know. And, it, and if Anthony Richardson isn't good, they might just blow it up and draft another quarterback. So I, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility that he does it. Jim Mercer likes to keep us on his feet. And by the way, did you hear the whale story? He paid all this money for the whale to be in captivity, but he's not going to pay his running back, which is insane. He's he's a nut job and he's doing other shit behind the scenes, aka snorting something. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, no, he's he he's fucking crazy. I'm trying to find it. I don't know if they released the first the worst record teams yet. Um, I know that'll be out any minute. I I I'm looking at the number one pick to be the draft next year. Kale Williams minus five hundred, Drake yeah. May plus five fifty. So I mean, I kind of. I kind of think that if they are in one or two, they're going to go with the quarterback just because it's Jim Irsay. My question is for you. I don't think the Colts will have the number one pick. I do think they're a little better than Arizona, especially with Kyler Murray not being yeah. there. But God forbid, just hypothetical, just shooting the shit. If 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 uh, the Raiders 
wind up getting the number one pick and everything goes south and Jimmy G gets hurt again, they're going to draft Caleb Williams. They have to. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no, I think I think it's going to be Caleb Williams and Drake May, and I know the books are telling you that too, but I, I know it's not a bold take, but yeah. I think definitely, I mean, I've seen people compare Caleb Williams already to uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, I think that's a little steep. I think yeah. we need to see it a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> I mean the talent, the talent. There's no doubt in the talent. So yeah. Um, so keep an eye out if you guys if you guys see some odds on uh, on Indianapolis to land the number one pick. We don't think so, but it might be worth a long shot playing because you never know what Thursday it could spiral out of control like it did last year. Um, because that that it's a dysfunctional organization. All right, that's enough Colts talk for uh for 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 the time being. Oh, did you have any player props? Yeah, I did have one, and I'll target Anthony Richardson, and I'll go over his passing yards as well. Two thousand four hundred and seventy-five and a half minus one twelve. This number seems extremely low. I mean, he he only needs to average one hundred and forty-six yards per game, and if he can stay healthy and play every game, I think he can do that. Even with this receiving core, and only twelve games last season, we mentioned he only played twelve games at Florida. He through for 2,549. So Matt Ryan, he only played 12 games last season and he threw for over 3,000 yards. So again, another situation where I think they're going to be down in a lot of these games where we're going to get a lot of garbage time uh, uh, passing yards. So 2,475 and a half, uh, that seems extremely low. So I'll go over that for Anthony Richardson. I, I, I like it because it's playing back into the narrative that we talked about with C.J. Stroud where these bad teams are going to fall behind. I mean, yeah. so they're playing catch-up, and, you know, these guys might not be bad options uh, fantasy-wise for you fantasy football fans out there if you 100%. need to fill in for a bye week. If you get a right matchup, I mean, you, you could start Stroud or Richardson for a week, even on a bad team. So, And both of those Let's players are going to run, too. The, yeah, no, it, it, exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm interested to see if Richardson can have a similar impact like uh, Justin Fields did in terms of with his legs because they yeah. both they both are fun and athletic. It, but but the other side of things, can they stay healthy? Because I mean, we yep. just see these guys that run Lamar Jackson uh, going all the way back, RG three, those guys. I mean, they. It, they struggle to stay healthy. It is what it is. I mean, Cam Newton was 260, and he str- still struggled to stay healthy. Yeah, 100%. Even Big Ben, as big as he was, he even relaxed on the running two down the stretch. Yeah, no, he was he he, he was uh, enjoying his offseason. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, lo- I, love, I love me some Big Ben. So, me too. Uh, all right, let's move along to the Tennessee Titans, which was a disappointing team. We already talked about it. Lost for the last seven games. Tannehill went down. Everybody knows the head ball coach in Tennessee, Mike Vrabel. Can you believe that Vrabel has been the head coach already for the Tennessee Titans for how many five years? years. Five, yeah. It's this is year number six. So he yep. won the division three straight years, and then finally a step back here in seven and two. They kept talking about how he kept overachieving the Pythag wins by two to three games. It finally came crashing down last year. King Henry was banged up. Could we see a bounce back with these Titans here, Dylan? Yeah, I think so. I I mean, I I like the over. I mean, for their win total. I know yeah. we'll go through the schedule, but I I do. I I think they have a tough start, 
But towards the back end of the schedule, they they have some very favorable games. So I see about eight, nine wins. Um, but yeah, I do like this bounce back, regardless of who's at quarterback. Uh, I like Derrick Henry. I think he's fully healthy. Um, the wide receiver room is very questionable still, but their offensive line needs to get better. But also, they were dealing with a lot of injuries last season. So they they did draft the offensive tackle, uh, Peter, going to butcher his name, Shashinsky from Northwestern. I think he was a stud as well. They got Tyron uh, Spears, the running back from Tulane, who's an, he's a up and down back. I love him and um, Derrick Henry in the backfield. But I like what they're doing. I I don't agree. They're only favored in four games this season, but I I, I like them. I, I think there's some very winnable games on this schedule, especially with variable. I know a lot of people you, you were saying how, you know, Pragathian theorem where they zig and they zag, but he's a good coach. He gets the boys going. And whenever you count out the Tennessee Titans, you look up and you're like, damn, they won nine, ten games this season. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, that one year two years ago they were the one seed. Yeah, they and they put- were seven and three. Yeah, they were seven and three last year before Tannehill goes down, and they should have won the division. I mean, they should have won in Jacksonville. They collapsed because they didn't have the quarterback play. Dobbs was playing quarterback. Oh my god. Um, yeah, let, let, let's. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, so we say we're leaning to the over here. Actually, it might be a lock, um, yeah. but we'll dive into the schedule. Over under set at seven and a half, plus three fifty to win the South, sixty to one to win the AFC. 101 to win the uh, Super Bowl. All right, let's kick it off. They go to the Dome to start New Orleans. Then they play L.A. or San Diego, whichever you prefer, at Cleveland, and then Cincinnati. Boy, you weren't lying about this tough start. (laughs) Yeah, I think they could legit start. One and five, maybe two and four, being generous. Like maybe they could be on the road, but it's no easy place to play in the dome in New Orleans. And I know they'll be without Kamara, so maybe that will help them, but I don't think that's an easy game. Then they're home against the Chargers, who I think they'll blow them out. Uh, on the road in Cleveland, that's tough. Home against uh, Cincinnati. The good thing about if you look at their schedule, all their hard games are at home, which is yeah. good. Um, but yeah. I think they'll beat Indianapolis. Then they're home against Baltimore. Then it's a bye. But yeah, uh, oh, it's the international game for uh, Baltimore as well. They're I think they're them and Baltimore here. always. Yeah, they always play a play a tough game. They, it's so, always physical as hell. Maybe I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll go two and four in their first six. I, that's what I'm thinking. Two and four, and, and I and I think you made a good point about Vrabel. Whenever he's a dog, man, that's when you want to back him. So yeah, yeah, I think they'll pick off one that we're not seeing. So two and four coming out of the bye. Then damn, they go to Atlanta. Then three straight road spots at Pittsburgh, at Tampa, at Jacksonville. So back to back Florida spots after going to Pittsburgh. Fuck, who did they piss off? Yeah, right. <laughs> I I think they'll win against uh, Atlanta. I think they're a better team. Uh, it, it's a toss-up. It's a pick em right now. Obviously, lines will change against Pittsburgh, but that's a Thursday night football game. So prime time, eyes will be on. It's a standalone game, so that's going to be up in the air. I think they're they're on the road in Tampa Bay. I think they'll win there, and then they finish the road trip in Jacksonville, which I don't think is an easy spot, and they're going to be dying to get home. So I think they'll lose that game. So yeah, uh, I'll give them two wins. I don't think they beat Pittsburgh. I'll go two and two. 
I we're seeing eye to eye. I got the Atlanta, then they win the sandwich game there in Tampa Bay, and then they get drilled at the end of the road trip. Two and two. So what? Four and six headed into the yep. final stretch. Carolina, Indy at Miami. Uh, what about that three game stretch right there? Yeah, I think they could go two and one here. I think yeah. two easy soft spots before you go on the road in Miami. And you know how it, it's tough late in the season yeah. all, all year to play in Miami because they put you on the hot side when they're in the shade. So they're kind of Monday night too. Yeah, Monday night game. So yeah, uh, yeah I don't like that, but I, I'll, I'll go two and one here. So six and seven. Yeah, I'm with you. They protect home field. Go two and one here. Lose the one in Miami on Monday night. Tyree Kill under the light, Jalen Waddle. Um, so what? That six and seven coming in the last four. Uh, we need to. We need him to go two and two down the stretch to hit the over. And this is what we're talking about: Houston at home, Seattle at home, at Houston, Jacksonville, Jacksonville potentially resting guys. It, this uh, is a good. This is a good uh, finish here. I think. A hundred percent. That's why I was alluding to earlier that the you know the second half of the schedule gets a little easier. I think I'm a, I'm actually a little down on Seattle this year. I think Geno got his payday. I think he's going to regress a little, but I think they I think they go three and one, possibly four and zero. Oh. Like you said, if Jacksonville is ahead of the curve, they might be resting players for um, the playoffs. So three and one, four and zero oh at best, or three and one at best, four and four and zero oh at worst. I'm with you, man. I, I think they win those first three, and then Jacksonville. I think they're going to beat Jacksonville. I'll go four and out, ten and seven. This is an over. This is an over, Easy. and I think I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think I think Ooh. you might get two teams actually from from uh, this division because they have the benefit of beating up on the Colts and Texans mm-hmm. compared to like you look at the AFC East. There's no cupcakes in that division. You look at the North. There's no cupcakes, and then the West. Yeah, the Raiders are a cupcake, but. Those teams in the East and North don't have the Colts and Texans. Where do you do you see the AFC North or the AFC East maybe not having three teams? Who who are you going to leave out? That's my question. Then if they I, make yeah, it. I I was just thinking that because we went through it and I had Cleveland as a ten and seven. So I think there's going to be a bundle of teams once again at ten and seven. I could see the Dolphins being ten and seven. I could see your Jets being ten and yeah. seven. I could see them being better. Hell, I'm not counting out Bill Belichick. I know it's not sexy the way they play, but you know you can't count out the Hall of Famer, and you no. can't count out Pittsburgh. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now to see what it is for Tennessee just to make the playoffs. I don't, I think Jacksonville is gonna win this division. We'll we'll touch on them in a minute. Uh, where, where are you going for your player prop here, Dylan? Yeah, real quick, I I think I have it for Tennessee to make the playoffs. They are uh, plus one ninety eight, almost two to one to make the playoffs. Minus two fifty, not to. So the books don't have them making the playoffs, but you're getting a two to one ticket. I think it's worth a flyer, right? That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm saying. Like, because you get two avenues here where they maybe Jacks, maybe I don't want to play the injury game, but if Lawrence goes down, then the division's right there to grab. If not, they could sneak in, backdoor their way into that seven seed with the expanded playoffs. So, yeah, I like yeah. that two to one ticket for uh, Tennessee. 
but I think I think this over is locked potential for both of us. A hundred percent. I think the it was a little juicy. It's at minus one twenty five, but sometimes the the juice is worth the squeeze. And I think going through this schedule, I think these head to head because I agree. I think you could see a lot of teams ending at the same record. So when you face off with the Chargers, when you're facing off against Cleveland, Miami, you need to beat these teams. Yeah. So I, no, I agree. And, and they got them all on their schedule. Yeah, that's the thing. So I think they need to win these head-to-head games. So, yeah, I think my favorite play is the over. You were mentioning the player prop. I'm going to go King Henry. I'm going to go over eight and a half rushing yards. I know it's a little chalky as well, minus 128. But he hasn't gotten under this number since 2017. Even in 2021, where he... I'm going to use air quotes, kind of had a down year where he missed half the season. He was still able to get double-digit touchdowns. Eight and a half is just disrespectful. I I know their offensive line is questionable. Taylor Lewan retired, but just the eye test is showing us he's just too good not to get double-digit touchdowns every year, especially when they get down at the goal line. You can't tackle this guy in open field and one-on-one, so he's going to run you over. I know it's a little chalky, but just on principle, I think we have to go over Derrick Henry rushing touchdown prop at eight and a half. Yes, it's a culture play. It's Derrick Henry. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, yes – I do worry a little bit. I was pulling up um, how many carries he's had over the previous years, all those 300-plus um, uh, attempts per year. And I know at one time we did think he was immortal. Last year he had 350 carries. <laughs> uh, the two previous years before that, 378 and 303, he got hurt in 2021. But I, but I, they've also proven they can win without King Henry too, another reason yeah. why I like the team. but. As long as King Henry stays healthy, I'm with you. I like over eight and a half, like you said. He's gone double-digit touchdowns the last five years. Count me in on King Henry's over. Let's go into our final team here. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a heavy favorite. I don't know what the hell is going on (laughs) on this planet. Um, Urban Meyer, yes, was coached there uh, a year ago. Doug Peterson comes over, completely flips the culture, 9-8, and eight, touch on it, won 8 out of their last 10. Trevor Lawrence was a stud down the stretch, completely different out of that bye. Over under 9.5, minus 150 to win the South. That is not a typo. 14-1 to one to win the AFC, 30-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Is this, t- is this uh, too much love for the Jags, or is this right, Dylan? Uh, I think the number is right at nine and a half. I do worry about all the hype, just like how I worry about all the the hype around my Jets. I do not like it. I like flying under the radar. But, you know, I, you mentioned the odds, no minus doubt. 155, and they actually opened up minus 170, and the number has come down, which I don't understand. Maybe we forgot to touch on it, but maybe it's the D-hop effect going over to Tennessee. But, I, I mean, they he doesn't push the needle yes. that much, in my opinion. But I mean, minus 155, I don't really like to tie up my money, especially if that it's that chalky. So the number seems right. I'm not going to touch it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think if you want to play the Jaguars, I think you go with the, the win total because yeah. we just touched on it. Both of us think because like D hop. Yeah. And. I'm with you. I, I like D-Hop, but D-Hop is still on the older side of things, and mm-hmm. it's still Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball, So who's more of a game manager. I I think Tennessee's going to be around that 8-9, maybe even 10 win mark. So 
I think you played the over because if they're under that, they're missing the playoffs and they're not going to win the South. So if you think that they're going to win the division, they're going to have to be around 11 wins. So it's definitely over that nine and a half win total. Let's go into this schedule here. Um, We got, where did my tab go? Here we go. All right. So they interesting start here at Indy, which we both chalked up as a win when we did the Colts preview. Yeah. Then, I mean, hey, talk about a game you circle. You got Kansas City coming down to South Florida, or not South Florida, just Florida. That's uh, Miami. Um, then you got Houston coming and Atlanta, the back and Buffalo. So back-to-back international spots after two home games. So only one true road game in the first five. Yeah. For six. For six. Yeah. I was just going to say for six. Yeah. So only tr- one true away game. And that's to, um, to, to start the season, which I think we chalked up as a win. They get uh, Kansas City, who they played very tough last season. They get them at home. I kind of would want to play the Chiefs later in the season, to be honest, than early on, just because everyone's going to be healthy and Patrick Mahomes is going to light them up, I think. So I'll chalk that up as a loss. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go three and two, their first five, because I do think Buffalo is the better team, regardless if it's an international game. I think they beat the Falcons, and then I think they beat uh, Houston. So I'll I'll go three and two, their first five. I'm going to go four and one. I, I I I think they have an advantage here staying out in London to play Buffalo. Already they're there, London used to play. Yeah, they are. They, they never lose in London. I think no. last year they played in Germany when they played the Broncos. I'd have to go back and look. It was like a rare loss in international game for for uh, Jacksonville. I think I think they're going to split that Kansas City Buffalo game. I could see them beating Kansas City, kind of like a Super Bowl spot, where and then maybe having a letdown against uh, the Houston Texans, but. Um, no, I'm going to go four and one. Like I said, I really like this team. I love the way that they finish. And you mentioned they played Kansas city tough in the playoffs, but also in the regular season at Arrowhead as well. So Mm -hmm. four and one, uh, let's talk the next three games before the bye. Indy at home, then a tough back-to-back road spot at new Orleans at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think they beat New Orleans, so four and two. But Thursday night in the Dome, uh, I think that's going to be a tough spot. Alvin Kamara will be back for that game. I'll I'll chuck that up as a tough spot. I'll I'll chuck that up as a loss. So, and then I think they beat Pittsburgh before their bye. So I'll go two and one here. I'm going two and one too. They always get Pittsburgh fits and back to back road spot. I like that second game. Um, I think they lose in the Dome as well. So I got them at the bye at. Six and six two. And, six and two. You got them at five and three. Yeah. Then it gets really good. Sam Fran out of the bye. Then they got Tennessee at Houston. And then Cincinnati Monday night football at home. Yeah, that's the thing. Like all these hard games are at down home. in Florida. Yeah, you get the Chiefs at home. You get the 49ers at home, which I I think they they're not gonna they're not gonna be favored in that game, but they sh- it's a toss up. I think they could win that game, so I'll give it to them out of the bye. Doug Peterson has a lot of time to prepare for that game. I'll give them the win. I think they beat Tennessee at home. They stay home there. I think they beat Houston. That's three, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll make them a loss for uh, Cincinnati. So three and one at best. Yeah. I, I got you. I'm with you. Um, damn. So they, they do a good job of avoiding having to go to Kansas City, Buffalo, San Fran, and and, and Cincinnati. And I'm Baltimore's th- at home. And Baltimore's at home. So, like, three, four hard spots. 
I'm with you. I'm going three and one here. So that gets me to nine and three. You're at eight and four. Four coming down the stretch, last five at Cleveland, Baltimore, at Tampa, Carolina, at Tennessee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tough to back, you know, when they play the AFC North three yeah. straight weeks, I think that's going to be a little tough in two prime time. You got Sunday night football at home against Baltimore Jags or must see TV in December. Yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, uh, I think they go three and two. I think Cleveland's a little hard on the road. I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a good year. I think Lamar is also going to very, have a good year. He's my MVP. I think this year. Uh, so I have them. Oh, and two there, but then I think they rally off three wins. So I'll go three and two down the stretch. And that gets you to ten and seven. No, 11. no, eleven and six. Eleven and six. Eleven and six. So this is another over for you. Like you said, yep. you rather play the over than the division odds at minus one fifty. I got them three and two as well. Actually, I might go four and one, man. I I think I'm gonna go four and one, which gets me to thirteen and four. This schedule's favorable. Yeah. I, I yeah. Real quick, the they're they're favored in thirteen games. The only games their underdogs are in since uh, Kansas City, uh, San Francisco, and Cincinnati. In all of those games, are home. Yeah, no, I mean it goes back. They got a great draw, and, and yeah, it makes sense why I got them thirteen and four when they're favored, and uh, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look at a, a at a future here. So obviously, I'm staying away from minus one fifty. I yeah. think. The Jaguars, for me, with how high I am on them, I'm going to look for them. What are their odds to be the number one seed? Because Kansas City's in a tougher division. Buffalo's in a tougher division. Cincinnati. Maybe the maybe the, the Jaguars could backdoor their way into the one seed. Yeah, 100%. I think there's some value there. A way I'm going to play, because even if you go over their win total at 9.5, it's still a little chalky at minus 140. I have them, like I said, 11-6 and to win exactly 11 games is at plus 600. I think it's worth a flyer. I mean, we we just went through it. At worst, they're 11, maybe 10, but I, I don't think so. I think Vegas is telling you they're favored in 13 games for a reason. They have a competent head coach. They have Trevor Lawrence who took that second step. They have the weapons on offense. And we forgot we're burying the lead. Calvin Ridley's coming back. He's going to be their number one receiver. So I like Zay Jones. He's a nice, like, deep threat kind of guy. Uh, Christian Kirk, he went under the radar last season and had 1,100 yards. They get Evan Ingram. He has a great season. They extend him. And Travis Etienne, a great running back so they are loaded with weapons i think what the big thing is how their defense is going to play if they could stop like S- kansas city if they could stop cincinnati or buffalo these juggernaut offenses i i, I you hit the nail right on the head with ridley so like d hop comes over to tennessee that's their free agent acquisition i think calvin ridley's their free agent acquisition yeah. from, from atlanta i mean he sits out for the gambling so automatically we already like him and I, I, I think, I think, man, the way that they finished last year, I think Trevor Lawrence is alive and well for the MVP. So that'll lead you right into some player props. Do you like some Trevor Lawrence odds here? 
Uh, no, we were talking about it. I almost got around for him to have the MVP. I think it is worth a flyer because I think in those games, those three games, I think that are going to be the toughest for them, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati, because I think San Francisco is a toss-up. I think he's going to ball out. And I think there's if he wins two of those three games, he's going to win the division. I think there's a chance he leads the league in passing. So if he racks up all these acclimates, I, I think there's a chance he does win MVP. MVP. So I don't have the odds in front of me right now, but uh, sixteen to one it. to win the MVP. I'm 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 taking that. Yeah, I mean I can't blame you. It's worth a squeeze. Like everything I mentioned, I think he is going to take that next step. A second year under Doug Peterson's offense and all these favorable games at home. I mean, it's worth a sprinkle. My official player prop here is going to be the guy coming back, Kelvin Ridley, our boy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I got it. It's 850 and a half receiving yards. It's climbed to 875 and a half. I still like the over. I think he's a 900 to 1,000 yard receiver. I think he'll be Trevor Lawrence's number one receiver. And prior to him getting suspended, he had 1,300 receiving yards. And I know he's only gotten over this number one time in his career, but he's fully healthy. He has one of the best quarterbacks in the – he has the court best quarterback in the division, one of the best in the AFC. And, you know, I think we're going to see a breakout year from Calvin Ridley. Like I said, look what we saw in Christian Kirk last season when he was the number one. He went for twelve or 1,100 last season. So I think Calvin Ridley is easy and 900 to 1,000-yard receiver. So 870.5 receiving yards, I got to go over there. I like it, and and because he's playing with the best quarterback he's played with, and that's Trevor Lawrence, and that's why I'm going over 4,050 passing yards for Trevor Lawrence. He was 4,100 last year. I'm going over 26.5 passing touchdowns. And my whole thing, my whole logic on being so high on the Jaguars and uh, Trevor Lawrence is the guy that's running the ship, Doug Peterson. Yep. We saw everybody kill. We, we, we took jabs at Carson Wentz earlier in the episode. Year two of Carson Wentz in Philly was an electric year. He was going to win the MVP before he blew yeah, out his knee down. in L.A. I think you sprinkle some on this 30-1 to 1 Super Bowl odds, man, because I, th- I think that Jacksonville can make a run at this thing come December and January, and I think they'll be much shorter to win the AFC 14-1 to 1 and 30-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl if they're the one or two seed, which is what I'm projecting. Yeah, and I think when when the season starts and you get through the the numbers going to come down. So I think you got to bounce on it now. And you mentioned it; they play Kansas City extremely tough. And I know Andy Reid's one of the best, and Patrick Holmes is the best quarterback in the league. But you know they might slip. They might slip a game or two, especially if they get into the playoffs. I I'm not as high as everyone on the Bills. I think they could beat them. And then you only really have two people to worry about in Cincinnati, I guess, and Kansas City. And I think they're live against both teams so yeah i think it's worth a shot at the super bowl as well well there you have it we just handicapped the whole afc south hey you know what we walked into this saying i i don't know who if any <laughs> of these teams are very good but uh we ended up higher on the jaguars and titans and actually we gave out three overs yeah we actually give it out three overs so sometimes the public narrative can control your uh thinking until you really dive into it and maybe you guys agree with us uh being on some of these overs but before we get up on out of here, Dylan, tell everybody where to find you. I know you do a bunch of shows on the SGPN like myself. So what you got going on, man? 
Yeah, we got uh, MLB grinding away the dog days of summer. We got a few months left there, so you guys can catch me on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, the NFL, we continue to break down, write articles for the NFL. Uh, WNBA as well, playoffs are starting soon, so a lot, lot to get into. But yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Rock with 2 ks 24 Yep, and you can find me at Moneyline underscore Mac. I don't know what division we got up next, but we're cranking them out left and right, and we're going to do player props, and we'll give out our season-long episodes as well as we get closer and closer to uh, Chiefs-Lions. It'll be here before we know it. you got preseason action, so follow the NFL Gambling Podcast. We'll be giving out some preseason plays. Good luck with your preseason week number one bets, everybody. Let it ride. (laughs) 